the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Thank you very much. Okay, um... What distractions, interferences, and obstacles have kept uh, you guys from being married? I think the biggest one for me has been dating the wrong person and pursuing the wrong person when I knew it was the wrong person, meaning that I knew this relationship was not going to end in marriage. And I still, because of either loneliness or flattery, sometimes as a woman, we will go out with a person or hang out with a guy or whatever. And we know we don't really like this guy, but he really likes us. And it's... Sorry, I'm this I'm this is me. I'm j i am I can not be nobody else. It's me. <laughs> but that we we will. We will we will do that sometimes and we know that that's not the case, but that, you know, I'm not one that will just go out on a date for a free dinner. I can buy my own dinner. But sometimes I like companionship. So you will go on on that that outing or that date or whatever, but instead of being bold enough to just say, Hey, I'm not interested or this you're what you're looking for is not what I'm looking for or X, Y, and Z, we'll spend time with that. And even if we're spending time with this person emotionally, we're not available for whoever else is out there for. So I think for me, um, up until recently, probably about the last three years or so, that was a big deal. That was a big thing. I was always in a relationship, coming out of one or going into another one. Like that was always me. I always had um, somebody, like a potential somewhere, and I think that really held me up because I wasn't free um, emotionally or whatever for the right guy or the guy that God had for me to pursue me. And God's not going to send you his best when you foolish, you know? And so I was foolish and that's what I was doing. So I was entertaining fools when my King was waiting for me. So all that to say, I think that's a big, that's a huge thing is entertaining someone that you know, is not going to be the marriage that you're looking for. I think that's the biggest distraction that singles fall into, um, in that aspect. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Dating with lack of intention or, or lack of purpose, um, pursuing relationships without any uh, preparation. I have a very wise, uh, godly woman, old, much older, and she's been married about 40, 50 years, about almost 50 years. And she says marriage is a prepared place for a prepared people. And so if you're kind of just going through, wandering aimlessly through your single life and you're not taking the time to prepare yourself for what's ahead, then then you're aimless and you you have there is no vision, there's no purpose. Um, so I you know and I've been guilty of that. I have, um, and I think I want to speak to just another thing, really quick is that uh, I guess for me personally, part of my testimony is I was in an abusive relationship, and that took a long time to recover, and come out of that and to relearn relationships all over again. And uh, so some some of some people who are single, they are coming out of possibly trauma. And so when we look at with disdain, oh, it's single. Well, why are you single and you're still whatever? What you don't know that person's story. And, uh, you know, so that's been as far as for me, that's been one major thing that I know. And I wouldn't say it's held me up 
but I would say that it has taken me years to, and, and I, you know, I wish it could have been a month to get over everything, but uh, healing takes time. And so, uh, you know, if I, if I'm the only one that can, that says that, I will just say that um, relationships sometimes are tough, especially bad ones and abusive ones, traumatic. And uh, if there's all any kinds of dysfunction, it takes time to heal. And so if you're in that place right now that you are healing, don't even be, I, I, I would say, don't even concern yourself with dating or trying to get into another relationship until you have sought true lasting healing from the Lord. Can I say Hurts, unforgiveness, trust issues, walls. That's my story. Good night, folks. No, <laughs> but um, that that's been my vice. You know, being transparent. That's that's been my vice. That's been something that you know the Lord has been working on. You know, inside me for years, and you know he he's done a pretty good job. You know, over the years. But um, I didn't realize how good of an architect I was in building those walls and you know separating you know myself from having you know feelings towards people because like exactly like what Sonia said those hurts they, they take time to heal and it's it's not like you know you just bounce back instantly especially if it's somebody that that you let in and sucker punch um, it, it takes time to to heal um, I suspect that may be this true for you know some people in this room as well you know I may I may not be the only one but um I also just have have a recommendation uh, on a I guess a, a different type of obstacle or a distraction that can keep you from um, really getting into a relationship or, or you know finding the person that that's for you. On social media, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of memes that are supposed to be giving relationship advice and giving you advice on how to deal with the opposite sex and what you're too good for and what you shouldn't put up with and tolerate and so on. Those will mess you up because they come from all all different sources and a lot of it's what they just call clickbait. They're just trying to get clicks, they're trying to get they're trying to drive traffic to their sites. They're trying to get you to subscribe to something. And it sounds good, but it's not God. So be careful of that. I want to share that um I hear a lot about friends uh being friends with the opposite sex a lot in the in this class. For me, one of the things that God was showing me, uh, he did this probably about two years now, but he constantly reminds me of uh, getting rid of male companionship. I guess this this can be a distraction maybe in my life, if any, if it speaks to anybody else. But I started uh, asking God, if I'm going to get married uh, and I'm whoever I marry, I'm going to bring whatever's with me. And I said, who do I want to bring with me when I get married? Am I going to bring all these male friends with me? Am I going to, you know, so I started thinking like that, you know, when you get married, you, well, sorry, uh, honey, you know, I have this guy's my best friend. This guy's best friend. We, t- we talk every day. We, you know, all that's going to go away or should go away. So I started, I started thinking, <laughs> but I've heard, I've heard the opposite, um, sex. I've, I've heard men say this. I haven't heard it from women, but I heard men, men say that she's been my friend. She's been my friend for a long time. And I'm just on the outside looking in. I'm like, but that's your wife. She should be your best friend, you know? So I thought, well, how are you supposed to just cut people off? So the Lord started saying, you know, you should just have who you know really is truly just your friend, my girlfriends. And guy friends are my, are guy friends, but I don't need to hang out with them like a boyfriend. 
Um, and then a lot of times they, they really do like you and then you kind of know it, but you've set the, you set it straight, but you know, they still like you. So God was like, you know, that's it. And, uh, a while back, uh, someone asked me out on a date. That was it. And it was so hard for me to say, um, I don't know why, but that's nothing that God's working on. <laughs> it was hard for me to say, I don't want to see you as a friend. Like I was scared to say it just that first day, but I did it. I was so proud of myself because usually I'll wait a little bit because I'm scared to say it or hurt someone's feelings. But I just said it and it felt good. It was like liberation. And then he said, well, if you ever want to go to a movie or something, that's like music to my ears. I love going to the movies, you know. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. And when he kept throwing that out there and a couple weeks later, I wanted to go in a movie and I thought about him. And I said, no, I don't. I can go to a movie by myself. I'm going to move by myself. <laughs> but my point is, everyone's individual life you have to listen to the holy spirit if you tend whatever tends to come at you that's a sign that you got to stop it i think so i started asking so you have to at some point sit and analyze what keeps attracting you what do you keep attracting vice versa and and figure it out spiritually I, that's what the Lord has started showing me. Why does this, you know, one thing that's constantly attracted me is strong personalities, controlling. And before I became a Christian, that's all I was with, you know, very abusive, strong, tempered. You know, that's why I say gentle, kind, patient man, Lord, gentle, kind, patient man. And my point is that why does that continue to still come at me while I'm a Christian? So I finally, you know, you think you're a Christian and everything perfect's going to come at you. No, the enemy's there and doesn't want you to find that. So I think sometimes the distraction is the enemy and what he can distract you with that, are, that seem very friendly and very normal. And you have to look at, uh, you have to open your eyes and see what's around you and what's coming at you. I truly believe that. And be smart about it, you know. Just real quick, Tokes, because I liked what, uh, what was on my heart this morning, too. And, and what's been on my heart is... Uh, as far as uh, singles is that we sometimes we think we you know it, the enemy we have an enemy who's out to steal kill and destroy but a lot of times we are our own worst enemy too and uh, you know if if like what the Lord has been showing me as well is what are we entertaining you know do you have that ex that keeps texting or sliding into your dms and you're you're answering and you know that you really don't want anything to do but you answer it because you kind of like the attention you got to cut that out those th what are we entertaining what what are we you know what are we attracted by we may be saved and sanctified and walking out our salvation but yet we're still kind of looking. There's still something that lures us to that bad boy or that bad girl or whatever it is. And I think that's where a lot of us sometimes as singles, we trip up and, and I've been there. And so, you know, it's funny that you're saying that because that's really been on my spirit and my heart in the last couple of weeks preparing for tonight. Thank you. I know Isaac, you wanted to say something? No, you're good. I forgot the question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> righty. It seems that there is a lack of commitment from our generation in both genders. Do you have any suggestions on how to overcome any fear that hinders relationship commitment? <clears throat> I think the first the first thing that if I were if I recognize that I had a fear of commitment and, and I have <laughs> um, uh, I would just start serving and pouring myself out 
to individuals, to, to community, to your church, to your family, um, find an avenue for you to give of yourself. And I know we're in church and sometimes we don't like to hear. We don't like to hear messages about tithing and money, and we don't like to hear messages about serving. But if you really want to do something to alleviate uh, uh, selfishness and, uh, and, and perhaps even the lack of commitment, just start pouring yourself out. And, and see, pour out that love, pour out your time, pour out your resources and see that how God would give you back even more than what you've poured out. And he will. He's a God who gives over and above. Uh, but as for lack of commitment, there's all sorts of reasons. You know, we have Mr. Tech guy sitting right here that can tell us that it's so convenient to reach out and talk to someone. It's we, we like convenience. We like ease. Uh, we don't want to wait. And um, and I don't know that it's necessarily just this generation <laughs> i think we've all but this generation we have so much technology available to us every one of us has a phone that you know we can we can do things that we couldn't do with our phones five years ago you know i remember not having a cell phone i am that old tokes i can remember not having a cell phone and uh, <laughs> but but uh, i think that's something that we've all dealt with at time but if you recognize it in yourself my first thing would be just find an avenue where you can start serving and pouring out and uh, and see what God would do in your heart. Um, just want to say really quickly, we live in a society, just kind of giving, giving an analogy here. We live in a society, and we live in a state actually, where you can pick any utility provider that you want, whether you want TXU or uh, um, NRG, who, whoever, whoever it is that's out there. The reason that you probably stay with that provider is because you trust their service. When you flick the switch, the lights come on. Um, you get prompt service from them. It's something that actually, you know, adds a benefit to your life. And, you know, it, it's something worthwhile. It's something that's not exorbitantly expensive to where it's something good, but you have to pay a car note every month, you know, for, for that service. People commit to each other for the same reason. If you can be trusted, if you're not emotionally expensive or physically expensive, um, if, you know, you, you get, um, I guess, a, I don't want to say a level of service because that sounds bad, but um, you're, 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 getting, you're getting a level of respect from that person that, you know, makes you feel like this person actually adds a benefit to your life. It's not hard to commit to that type of person. Um, the difficulties come in when you're not that type of person. And it can be little things that, that come out. Contrary to popular opinion, men are pretty observant. And just, just speaking for the guys, if there are little, little tells, just kind of little, little things that let a guy know that, you know, hmm, maybe my information isn't exactly safe with it because it's out here on Twitter right now. <laughs> you know, not pointing at you. But, um, <laughs> but um, you know, that, that, that could be something. And, and likewise, you know, for, for the girls, if – you know, a guy is, is talking with you and, you know, he seems to kind of have that roving eye. He's seeing, you know, other other women and stuff like, hey, I, I'm right here. You know, that that could be something that, you know, lowers the trust. So. Thank you for that. All right. Have any of you guys become so comfortable in being single that the idea of being in a committed relationship or marriage seems far-fetched? No, I'm not. Um, currently, li like I said, uh, my background is 
I seek after God and I try to seek after him hard. That eliminates all of the distractions of this world, all of the lies that people try to tell you, all of the lies of my past. The closer you get to God, the more you will be aligned to his will and the faster the marriage is going to come because it's in God's will. A lot of I hear so many people tell me, well, if it's in God's will, maybe I'll get married. You know what? What that tells me is people don't read their Bible. Because over there in Malachi 4, it says, you know, right there, it's hidden in there. Right there in Malachi. It says that God doesn't like divorce. That he wants people to get married so that he can have a godly generation. God is a God of multiplication. He didn't just put Adam and Eve there and then he said, well, maybe you'll multiply. No, he said, go for the multiply, you know. And they multiplied. I mean, look at us now. So... God, again, God is a God of increase. God wants you to be married so that you can bring down the kingdom and expand it. God is about expanding his kingdom. And if he can do that through two people, he's going to do it. But these two people need to be aligned to him. If we don't have the same goals, we're not going to get anywhere. Why would you invest? If you were a business person, why would you invest a million dollars in someone who, has, who doesn't have the same vision you do for your company? You're not going to do that. So at the same time, Jesus Christ came and paid the price for all of us. He gave us us our salvation. He gave us an inheritance. I mean, these are all things that we all need to be investigating and we all need to be seeking after. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of heaven and then all these things will be added on to you. And if you read the context, he's talking about houses. He's talking about children. I mean, he's talking about everything. Everything that we materially want and desire God knows about that, but he, he doesn't want to give it to us. Well, it's not that he doesn't want to give it to us. He just tells us, son, you're not ready. Daughter, you're not ready to receive what I have for you. I need you to get aligned with me first. And when our hearts are aligned, you're going to get all the desires of your heart. That's what it says in the Psalms. So if we start investigating all of these principles We're not going to get comfortable with our singleness. Instead, we're going to be comfortable with God, and we're going to trust him at his word. And I know that by a miracle, because I know it's going to be a miracle when I get married. You know, um, believe me, (laughs) I don't go around and about anymore, and that's for other reasons. But I know it's going to be a miracle, and I know it's going to be an appointed time with a specific person that has been custom made to me. That's it. Thank you. Lavonia, you want to say something? Okay. Um, really quickly, I, I, I like what Isaac said. I think from the practical perspective, um, what I, I can say that it as we get older, it gets we may not even recognize that we're more comfortable being single, but we are. And we get more set in our ways. We get more set in the, you know, I live alone. I've lived alone since I was 19. And so... I'm very set in my ways, in particular in my ways. Even I, so I do a connect group at my house, and when they're le- when they leave, it's a particular way that I go back and put things in, and because I'm set in my and and my my things. So I I say that to say with with a relationship, a lot of times we'll be set in our certain ways, or we'll be looking. We have a standard for ourselves, so we don't give any grace to another person. So then we expect this person to be perfect by our standards, quote unquote, forgetting that we're not perfect too. And so we um, become so comfortable in who we are and kind of what we're looking for that when something comes along or someone comes along that doesn't look exactly the way we pictured it in our head that this guy was 
would, you know, come, you know, riding on a white horse, you know, and his, you know, he not on a white horse, he's a little brown with speckles, then, you know, we're upset or we're like, oh, this is not the one that God has for me. You know, not recognizing that, you know, the, the, I, I sincerely believe in the quote unquote 80, 20 rule, you know, you there's 80% that you will find there's 20 that you're not going to find. And they're just going to have to be okay with that. That's you just not going to get that 20%. And you have to figure out what your 20% is. If it's 10 things on your list, it may be one or two things on that list that you're not going to get. And you have to be okay with those two, one or two things and figure out what those things are. You know, for me, you know, it may be different than what it is for someone else. So within that framework, I believe that we are chasing our careers and we are trying to get established and we are doing these things and, Oh, I'm going to buy my house and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And so in that sense, we don't even know that internal internally, we are becoming more and more comfortable being single because we're establishing our quote unquote empire single. And so we're kind of not even making ourselves approachable or even approaching someone else because we are single. I hear all the time and we're all sitting in here. I, I say single as not being married, not like God doesn't recognize boo status. You know, I'm happy that you got a boo, but that that's, it's just not, that's not there. And so it's single and married. And so single meaning that you're unmarried, whether you're in a relationship or not. So being able to understand that, you know, I'll go to singles events. I, I speak at a lot of singles events. I, um, and, I'll hear everyone saying, oh, I haven't found the right person. I haven't found the right person. It's 50 guys on this side and 50 girls on this side. And so I'm like, well, what, what's going on? You know? And so I honestly believe that we as a single generation don't even know that we're so, that we have gotten content being single because we're staring in the face, single guys and single girls, but yet we're steadily saying, oh, I can't find anyone. Or, oh, there's no one out there for me. But there's a why you are still while you are single <laughs> event here and uh, there's single guys here and single girls here not saying you should just go mac at everybody but i'm saying that we are real mac we don't say that anymore huh that's okay we're, i'm bringing it back but um but that i think i i think in that sense you know you have to think about it. i'm 33 you know 15 years ago 34 i don't know how old i am but whatever whichever way i am um that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, being 33, 34 and being single, you know, was almost a stigma, a huge thing. Now it's so common that we don't even look at it second, you know, and so we've done that to ourselves. I believe that. And I do believe that we don't even know that we are that content being single. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about OJ Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.